I think the best thing to do is to start small. So start out with either a project that you need done that's, you know, not a huge project, but maybe getting your social media set up for like a month and scheduled out so you don't have to worry about it. That would be a great project that somebody could could do for you for a smaller amount of money. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. What is going on? This is Bree Noble, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And speaking of growing your business, we have a really interesting episode today. Um, I am going to be talking to you guys about what you can do to grow your musician business by getting help. I know that many of you feel like you're doing so much all the time. You're just overwhelmed by all the tasks that you have. You know, you want to have that space for your creativity and writing music, and you need to have so much time for performing. But how do you keep up with all your marketing, all your social media, writing blogs, doing newsletters, all the stuff that we have to do in the background to really stay in touch with our fans. So what I thought would be interesting to do is to bring in my virtual assistant, Caitlin Kolarski, and talk about how you can find a virtual assistant for your musician business, you know, what that involves as far as like, you know, setting up systems to work with a virtual assistant, what kinds of tasks you can give them, how to find the right virtual assistant for you, all that stuff that I think will be really helpful And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I get this question a lot from my Female Musician Academy members that they want to know how to find quality people and how to even start getting someone to help them take a few things off of their plate, but they don't have a lot of money. You know, they don't really have a budget for it. So we talk all about that in this interview that I do with my assistant, Caitlin. And before we get into the interview, I do want to make sure and be clear about what a virtual assistant is. A lot of times I'll put something about a VA or virtual assistant and people don't necessarily know what that is. So just so you know, all a virtual assistant is or VA for short is somebody that assists you in your business that is not local to you. So because we have the internet, we have got the ability to have assistants anywhere in the world, really. They don't need to come into our office or you know, see us face to face. So I personally have assistants in the Philippines. I have Caitlin, who is in Massachusetts. I have another assistant who's actually locally in town. And then I have, you know, my podcast editor who's in Indiana. So, you know, I've got all these people that I work with all over the place. And, you know, luckily with the internet, we've got tools like Skype. We've got tools like um, Zoom to have meetings. We've got tools like Trello or Asana to share projects and assign tasks to people and be able to keep track of these things. 
I mean, we are really, really fortunate to be, you know, living in the time that we are where we have all these tools available to us to make these things easier. So now that I've explained what a virtual assistant or VA is, let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Caitlin Kalarski. Caitlin Kalarski is a busy mom and entrepreneur. She got into virtual assistance about a year ago when her youngest son went to kindergarten. She switched her focus from nourishing children to nourishing the businesses of female entrepreneurs. So here is my interview with my virtual assistant, Caitlin Kalarski. So that's a little bit about my virtual assistant, Caitlin Kularski. So Caitlin, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners about you that's like interesting or quirky or different that they wouldn't find out about you in a bio? Hmm. Well, I have, I've been with my husband for almost 17 years. We have three boys, um, ages 14, seven and eight, almost nine. Uh, I live in Massachusetts and I have an extreme love of essential oils and natural mm. living. <laughs> mm, that's good. So I that's like very... to make my own products and things like that when I'm not working. Wow, that's cool. So the reason that I had you on here is obviously because you work with me and I've had a lot of questions from musicians about how they can use, you know, how they can get help then how, once they get help, like, what do they do? Cause I see a lot of them struggling with like, now I have help, but I don't know how to tell them what to do. I don't know what they can do for me. Um, so we'll get into that in a minute, but let's find out a little bit about how you got started working as a virtual assistant and you know, what kind of drew you to that, that type of work. Okay. Well, when I was, I graduated from college, um, with a bachelor's in business and I worked in the retail world for a while, retail management. And then when I got pregnant with my third son, I decided I needed to do something that was a little bit more, um, a little bit easier to do with a family. So I decided to open a childcare program, actually, because I wasn't sure what to do with a virtual assistant. I had wanted to do that. I just didn't know where to start. Um, and back then the resources were kind of small. So I opened a childcare program. And then when my youngest went to kindergarten, I decided it was time to move on and get back to my passion, which is business and um, helping entrepreneurs and female musicians or female entrepreneurs, um, you know, work their business and just kind of get things going from them. So so how did you get plugged into that like virtual assistant world? Like, how did you, I know like kind of once you get your first foot in the door, like people, you know, obviously I was introduced to you by somebody else. And so how did you kind of get that first contact? As far as getting a client or. Yeah. Or like, you know, how did you get your first client or did, was your first client sent to you by somebody else that you knew? Well, I was in a bunch of Facebook groups, networking and, um, that's kind of where I, I started out meeting other virtual assistants. So that was a really good, great resource for me. And then I actually became friends with another another girl. Like it's a really nice support system to have. So um, I became friends with this this one girl and she's actually the one that introduced us. And, mm. um, she, you know, I did some work for her and then she referred me to a couple people and it just kind of grew from there. 
Yeah, I think it's just like, you know, the female musician community, when I try to create these opportunities for people to network and, you know, they can help each other. And it's the same thing with you guys, because I know that the the girl that sent you to me, like I had talked to her about doing some work for me and she's like, well, you know, I could do this, but this is, you know, I know somebody that this is more really up her alley and more in her wheelhouse and she'd get really excited about this. And so that was perfect. And I think, you know, that's really the power of networking. And so I want to point that out for musicians, like as far as looking for assistance, definitely, you know, talk to other musicians, find out what they're doing, if they have anybody that works for them, because a lot of times, you know, musicians can't afford to have someone working for them full time. So they may have hired somebody for, you know, five hours a week or, you know, 10 hours a month or something. And that person would like to have more clients. So, you know, it's a win-win for everybody right. if yeah. you find people like that. And I know that's worked for us too. I've introduced friends to you because I know that you want to, you know, fill out your client list and, you know, I, I want to help you and I want to help my friends and, you know, so it works out really really well. So I think that idea of Facebook groups, I mean, obviously for, you know, we've got our free Facebook group for female musicians, the, um, female indie musician community. And then we also have, you know, the paid community of the female musician Academy, where there's kind of people in there that are maybe, um, a little bit higher level and probably are more likely to have assistance. And then, you know, that's a great place to find people that are, are using assistance. So let me ask you, um, you know, if you were recommending to a musician how they can find a virtual assistant, what would you, what would you have them do? Where would you suggest they start? I would suggest that they probably go to, um, social media groups that they're already in and connect with some colleagues that are, you know, do the same kind of work as them and just see if anybody has a virtual assistant and just kind of work from referrals. That's where I would go first. Um, and then it, after that, um, they could even reach out to virtual assistant groups on Facebook. There are so many of them um, that, you know, people can join and you can put your work in there. Or you could also go on um, <clears throat> programs like Fiverr or Upwork and, and kind of look for people there as well. Yeah. Do you... Do you have any opinions on those? Like I have never used Fiverr or Upwork because it scares me. Like you you don't know. Right. I just I always like to operate off referrals if I can. Yeah. And that's where I would say to start. I, I wouldn't suggest going to Fiverr or Upwork first um, because it is tricky. You don't know who you're going to get. You don't know, you know, what, what kind of work they're going to provide. You know, it's nice to always have the opinion or the experience of someone else to kind of go back from, you know, for sure. So, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely feel that way. Um, and you know, with, I think with Fiverr and Upwork, like there's so many people on there, you could waste so much time, you know, trying to weed through all these people that you could choose from, right? not even knowing if they're going to be a good fit or not. Yes, exactly. There are so, so many people. When you get to the point where like, okay, you've gotten a referral from somebody, um, and you want to kind of interview them to see if they're going to be a good fit for you, what would you recommend? Like, how would you do the interview? And are there any particular kinds of questions you'd recommend that, that musicians ask of the potential assistant? You should always ask them if they're familiar with the programs that you use. 
um, as a as a musician, just to make sure that they have either experience using them or if they, you know, could just learn a little bit about it. It's good to make sure that, you know, they they know basic programs that you use. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, for example, you know, musicians might use specific kinds of website programs like Bandzoogle, um, which is one that I recommend or, you know, Host Baby or something. Now, like a regular virtual assistant probably wouldn't have experience with that. Right. But you'd want to find out if they have experience with any kind of web design or at least just putting things on a website, you know, using WordPress or or Squarespace or something like that. Right. Because that can translate over. Right. Exactly. Yep. And um, the other thing is to that's good too, is to know what you want to outsource. So if you sit down and you try to, you know, look at your business and look at what you're, what you're falling behind on, what's easier for you to outsource to somebody, you know, you can always start there too. For example, if you need to do social media posts, that's a pretty common skill that most virtual assistants have. I mean, obviously you can post to social media, um, schedule them out or create graphics. That's also something that can be done by a social um, media virtual assistant or just a general VA. Yeah, that's a good one. And, you know, another thing is any kind of writing or proofreading is a good one. Like to me, if you're writing a blog post, you're writing emails, like for me, sometimes no matter how many times I read something over, I still don't catch mistakes. Yep. And so, you know, obviously you want to put your best foot forward as a musician and not have a bunch of mistakes in your stuff. And so having an assistant to proofread or, you know, help you create some copy for maybe, you know, the inside of your CD jacket, if you're working on that, um, you know, just putting all the formatting together. Um, there's a lot of things. I think the key is probably to sit down and write a list of all the things that you do say in a week and then see the things on there that, that only you can do. Obviously right. only you can write your songs or only you can perform your songs, but there's a lot of other things you do, right. That, other people can do. Yep. Yep. That's the thing. The, the trick is to really get through your list and see what you can outsource and what, like what things that you need to focus on, like you said. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with our situation, like there's a lot of things that you do for me that you create the whole backbone of it and you do almost 95% of it. And then I just come in and go, okay, you know, I need to add like a little bit of my personal touch and just, you know, check everything over make sure it's good, you know? So just for, you know, musicians to know, like, you know, Caitlin helps me with all my newsletters and it's not that I don't ever see them. I see them, but it takes me five to 10 minutes instead of taking me an hour or more to create the thing from the beginning, because, you know, that's going to save me a ton of time, but it's, I'm still putting my own stamp on it. So right. there's, there's definitely ways that you guys can have assistants help you with newsletters and social media posts and, and things like that, that are writing that don't have to be you writing, but you can go in and, and just make a little bit of, you know, personal additions to it later. Yes, definitely. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's important to know where, you know, where to get started and what do you think about like personality match? Like, is there any way to figure out, <laughs> it's kind of subjective, right? But how do you, what kind of questions would you ask in an interview to figure out if, if someone's going to be a good personality match or they're going to have the same kind of work ethic? Well, I think the best thing to do is just to kind of get to like, get on a call with a, a potential virtual assistant and get to know them a little bit, you know, just make small talk and get to know each other and 
ask them what they do for work right now, how many clients they have, um, what kind of things they do for those clients, and how can that translate into helping you as a musician? There can be any number of questions that, I mean, you could ask. You could ask about specific programs or if, you know, the other good thing, too, is to just ask if a VA, what a VA loves to do. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, because you want them to do something for you that they enjoy doing. And if they enjoy doing it, they're going to obviously go 110% at it. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like, you know, if you're going to have them do social media, you know, like say, how much do you, how much time do you spend on social media each day? Or do you do you like being on social media? Right, exactly. Because I think some people just totally have an aversion to it and don't want to. And you want to find that out in advance. Right, right. Do you think that a VA needs to be a musician or a music lover to work for a musician? Or do you think that's advantageous? I think that it helps if you're a musician or if, you know, a, a music lover at best, at least, because I'm not a musician at all, but I really enjoy <laughs> working for you. And, um, and I think that we have a great working relationship. I have a love of music, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not a musician at all. I don't know anything about music. So <laughs> But but you're learning from all of the stuff I that am. you have to do. For I am me, right? learning, and you know that's the other great thing is like when you work with different people in all these different areas, it's fun to just kind of learn new things. And I think that's another great thing that you could look for in a VA, somebody that likes to learn new things. Yeah, and one thing I noticed too is that you know we focus a lot on like with the students in the academy focusing on promoting, you know, their wins and all the great things that have happened for them in their career. And I noticed that you're like, oh, this is so cool that they're doing all this stuff. Like you start to feel like you're really involved in what's going on in our community. Yeah, totally. Which I love, right? Totally. It's just yeah. going to make you more excited about, about working more. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. I mean, especially like you're you know, when we get to post like wins and things that people are working on and milestones that people in your academy are hitting, it's, it's amazing work to see it. And it's inspiring. It's inspiring for me. Cause yeah, it's cool. It does. You don't have to be a musician to be inspired by seeing what people are doing and, and how they're really improving. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's, what's fun for me too. So what do you think about, you know, musicians that are on like a very small budget or they've never had a VA before do you have any recommendations of how they can start? Um, what do you think about maybe reaching out to someone that's a fan, you know, to their fan community and see <laughs> if anyone in there would like to work for them in some way, especially with just starting with social media? Yeah, totally. That's a great way to just ask, just to put something out there and just say, you know, who in my fans is a virtual assistant or something like that and get, you know, just kind of get people that way. I think the best thing to do is to start small. So start out with either a project that you need done that's, you know, not a huge project, but maybe getting your social media set up for like a month and scheduled out so you don't have to worry about it. That would be a great project that somebody could could do for you for a smaller amount of money. That's a good point too, like a testing project. Yes. You know, like we'll, we'll do this one project, we'll see how it goes, and then we'll expand from there. Yeah, definitely. And I've done testing projects for other clients before and and I work for them now. They're my regular clients. So it works out good. And the other thing that you could do is start with a small hourly package. 
Mm. So if somebody offers, you know, they, most VAs, I mean, everybody's different, but some have packages, some have just hourly based, but you know, you could just start out that way where it's something small, just so you're not putting out a ton of money. Right. And one thing I would say, so like there's, you can go and look for specifically for a VA and they'll have kind of a system set up. So when I started working with Caitlin, she had a system where she used Trello and she uses LastPass and, you know, she, and she's like, sent me an email that said, okay, you know, th this is, this is our shared folder on Google drive and here's the Trello board. And, you know, and so that was cool for me because she already had a system and I didn't need to think about, well, how are we going to share information? And, you know, so that's, what's great about getting someone that's actually an established VA is that they should have systems as set up. But if you're just starting out and you're looking for like, you know, maybe you find a friend who's a stay at home mom and who can, you know, do a little work for you on the side, that's great to start out, yeah. but you're going to have to think a little bit more of how you're going to, you know, communicate with them and how you're going to set things up because they won't have a system. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's important to have those systems in place like Trello or Asana for project management, LastPass for sharing um, password information, you know, Google, having Google apps is really great also because you can, like, we have the shared folder um, right. and we can, you know, th so that's nice that we can communicate on all these different levels. Right. Dropbox, yeah. you know, all these things that when you're not sitting next to the person, you know, how can you still communicate, send files, all that stuff. We, and, and also another important thing is that we don't communicate over email hardly ever. No, because email gets messy and you lose things in threads and, you know, yes. so setting up these kind of systems is really helpful. Yeah. The project management system is huge, I think. So just getting started with something basic like Trello or Asana, as I mentioned before, would be a great way to start. You know, that's a great way to organize your projects too, and make sure that you're meeting your goals and deadlines. Definitely. So do you have any tips for maybe creating a trusting relationship with your VA and empowering them to kind of make decisions so they don't, they don't feel like they have to ask you about every little thing? I think that, you know, uh, giving your VA positive feedback is really important. Having weekly or biweekly meetings is really important. Even just a half hour to hop on Skype or phone or whatever, just to kind of talk <coughs> about current projects that are going on. Um, and then just tell your VA, like if you're, if you want ideas or you want advice about stuff, you know, you could say, you could tell your VA, you know, I'm really open to ideas. If you think that I'm doing this in a way that could be better, then let me know. And, you know, you can work at things out that way too. That's a really great way to empower, empower a VA. For sure. And I, I can't stress enough too. like, you have to understand that, that they're never going to do the stuff the way you would because they're not you. Right. right so exactly. you can't expect a VA to do everything exactly the way you would. And number one, you wouldn't want that because then you wouldn't have any fresh ideas brought into the situation because yes. it still would just be you. So, you know, that's a useful thing, but just know that like mistakes are going to happen. Like every once in a while, you know, the VA is going to make an error and you cannot jump all over them because you need to empower them right. to, you know, say, okay, like, yeah, I made that mistake. Sorry, I'll fix it. And, you know, you can't expect that 
people aren't going to be human, right? Right, exactly. And I mean, that's another great way to, you know, kind of get your relationship going with a VA too, is just, you know, if they make a mistake, just say, hey, I noticed this, you know, it's no big deal. Can you just go in and fix it real quick? Or, you know, something like that. I mean, that's, as long as you're not jumping down their throat and making them feel terrible, I think (laughs) that it would be, you know, it's, it's good. And it's also good for the VA to know too, because I, I personally am my worst critic. I hate when I make mistakes. So I like it when you point them out, but you're, you know, you don't jump down my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then we had something that happened recently that was totally not your fault, but you felt like so bad about oh my it gosh. having to do yeah. with that password situation. Yes. And it was, it like shut down our website for a day and it was not her fault at all, but something that she did caused it to happen. And it was totally like no one knew. And so, I mean, you can't, I can't go, I can't believe you did that. Cause she had absolutely no idea. And she was actually feeling way worse about it than I was because I, I realized terrible. it was a total accident. I still feel terrible. <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, I mean it's it it's hard. You wanna you wanna impress your clients. You wanna be, you know, top top notch all the time for them. And and these things happen. I mean, like you said, it was nothing that I did intentionally, but it can be it can feel that way. So it was nice that you were like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's important that you you guys know as musicians that. Your relationship with your VA is a person to person relationship. It's not like, you know, you're handing something to a computer and it spits something back out at you. I mean, if you want to have a successful relationship with someone who's assisting you, you have to treat them like a human. You have to have a relationship with them and you have to be understanding and open and, you know, all that stuff. So uh, the reason I'm saying this is because I have seen, you know, people that I know who hired VAs and they had all these expectations that everything was going to come back perfect and exactly the way that they would do it. And when it didn't work out that way, the, like in the first week they gave up. Right. And I don't want this hat to happen to you guys. You know, if, if the VA is not doing what you want, most of the problem is probably you because you didn't communicate it correctly to them. Yeah. Communication is huge. That is one of the biggest issues I find between, um, other VAs and clients. It just, you know, I, I like to always be there for my, my clients, but it is, it's tough sometimes for, for some people. Yeah. And I think it's important also that we have a weekly meeting because, you know, in the past, before I started working with you, I have VAs and we don't have weekly meetings. And I noticed the difference in us having a weekly meeting because, you really understand what's going on in my business because I share that. Right. Whereas with my other VAs, I just give them little projects and they do them for me and they really don't know how it relates to the big picture. Yeah. So I think as you bring on a VA and if you want them to be more prominent in your business, share more of what you're doing. Like what's the vision for your music? You know, what are, what are you working on? That's like down the the road, like you're working on songs for a new album and you know, what's that going to look like? Like share that with your VA so they can get excited and they can start thinking about stuff that, you know, maybe ideas that they have right. to put into the mix or ways that they could help you or support you while you're right. getting to that. Right. I mean, just the other day, like I was struggling to get this, this 
thing done that I've been trying to do for weeks. And then Caitlin was like, well, you know, you could just send that over to me and I could, you know, start working on it. And I was like, oh yeah, I could. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So if you have a really good, like two way street relationship with a VA, then they can start recommending things. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, I can do that. And, and that feels so great. Like that I could just spend 15 minutes putting all the pieces and sending it to her. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And you know, I, you know, I think it's important too for a VA to take ownership in, in what they're doing. And especially like, you know, with our relationship, the way it is, I kind of like, I feel like I have not really ownership in your company, but ownership of what I do within your business. Mm-hmm. So it really helps me to, to do my best and to be there for you. And it's, you know, it's almost like taking care of your child, honestly. (laughs) Right. Yes. I do feel like my business is my third child. Yeah. And so it's important to, to find somebody that you have that kind of a relationship with. Yeah. I mean, that's so important for musicians too, because I always say, you know, our albums or our songs, they feel like our babies. Right. And so you don't, you know, you want to know, just like you want to know about your babysitter you know, as much as you can about them and their character and, you know, what they do outside of the relationship that you have, you want to know that about your VA because they're taking care of your, your babies. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it has been really great, you know, getting some insight from AVA and, you know, not just my opinion about it. It's been great to have this kind of, you know, two-way conversation about it. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you if they would like to hire you as a VA? Sure. You can visit my website at www.caitlincolarski.com. Yeah, you probably want to spell that. Yes, I will. It's (laughs) C-A-I-T-L-I-N-K-U-L-A-R-S-K-I.com. Or you could find me on Facebook slash Caitlin Kolarski virtual assistant. Mm, perfect. All right. Well, thank you. We are about to get on to our actual meeting for the morning yes. where we're going to talk about how we're going to rock my business. So right. have a great day. All of you guys, I hope you learned something about, you know, how to use assistance in your business as a musician. And it's just another way that you can adopt things that entrepreneurs use that you know, really make you a strong business person and not just somebody who's out there promoting their music, but they haven't thought through all the aspects of how you can really make your music a business and work for you. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.